Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Let's Talk 1943. We are back for another great episode. Tonight is going to be a treat. We have special guest, major podcast lady here, Tamla Shaw, and she's going to talk to us about codependency, y'all. It's a, it's a trip. So get ready. So you ready? All right. Let's talk. All right, we're back. We're back. 1943, let's talk. So let me introduce, formally introduce, as you know, this is my co-pilot, my my girl in, in uh, Ride and Die here, Carla Morgan, co-host, as well as our special guest, Tamla Shore. She was diagnosed with codependency over a decade ago. She was in therapy. Her life was spiraling out of control. And so she decided to get help. Um, she was in a failing marriage. And at that time, she didn't know anything about codependency. And she was diagnosed with codependency. And her thing was, she said, I love you. You, you. you didn't love me back. So I didn't know what that was. So she, she realized that was called codependency. <laughs> so now she is a co-author of a book, God Turned Mommy Wine Into Water. And now she's it's sold on Amazon.com. And she hosts her own podcast, Codependency. It is called Codependency Me Podcast. Welcome to the show, Tamala Shaw. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, you know, first of all, me and Regina, we met each other a little bit ago. She was yeah. on my show, the Codependent Me Podcast. And, ooh, that was a great show. So, you know, when I, when you sent me the invite for this, I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> of course I want to be here. here. You have to come on here. And we got a special treat. We're going to give you a little story about something that happened on her show later on that really, like, blown our minds on that one. So we'll talk about that. So let's just jump right into this. Before we get started, I always do a prayer when we get started our show. So I want to go ahead and get that in. So just give me a second. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing us to be on this show um, once again and having great guests and this great topic. And we hope that everything that we talk about, people will ponder and let it absorb in and hopefully it will help someone tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So let's just go ahead and scroll into this. What is codependency? Okay. So you you might see a lot of different uh, quote unquote uh explanations over what it is but basically it's people pleasing uh you want to people please even when it's not good for you so you 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 can kind of dishonor yourself when you're into people pleasing for other people you have no boundaries um you really ignore your own needs and most times it comes from childhood I'll say dysfunction. For me, I'll tell my story if you don't mind yes, how I figured it out and all of that good yeah. stuff. So, as I when I was a child, my parents were alcoholics. So, it led to and and you know, when when you have parents that are alcoholics, and I don't want people to think that my parents are running around falling down drunk and this and that and, that and this, but um the situation is we lived good. You know, the word fun is in dysfunction for a reason. Mm. My dad was, um, you know, he worked at, I'll just put it on out there. He worked for GM. So mm. it, my mother worked for NBC. So we weren't, you know, struggling. They were alcoholics, but they were, you know, functional alcoholics. My dad worked at night. Uh, my mom said so dad kind of drank on the weekends, you know, went into that whole thing. Mom, she would go to work. She would pick me and my brother up. She makes sure we ate, got our homework taken care of, and then she was gone. <laughs> she was in the room. 
and she was drinking. So honestly, growing up, I never saw her drunk. I just didn't see her, you know? Mm -hmm. So it took me a while to really kind of understand. So when I was 15, she came to me and she said, uh, you know, I want to have a sit down and, and talk to you because I, I have to get help. And I'm like, get help for what? She was like, my alcoholism. And I'm like, I don't understand. Then we started talking. So when she would drink, there would be times where she was cooking and she would fall into what I call a stupor. And next thing I know, there was smoke in the house. Right. So that's when I got up, turned off the stove, made sure that that was good because she was already gone. She was in her room doing her thing. So I'm thinking mommy fell asleep while she was mm -hmm. cooking. So that's why this is has happened. Mm -hmm. There was, you know, other incidents. So it got to the point where me as a child, I was like, okay, I need to make sure that the house is good before I go to bed. I need to make sure that my brother is good. It was doing the things that the parents should have done, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, you take that into your adulthood. So then you start finding people that need you rather than people that are balanced. Because I was always needed I, I, you know, I felt like I was needed as a child to do these adult things. So I found people that needed me. That felt like love to me mm. when it really wasn't right. So, you know, I, I went on and, you know, all my friendships were great as far as I was concerned, because I was like, I love hard. I'm here for you. I'm your Olivia Pope, honey. I can fix it. It's all good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Can we so, stop for a second? Hold on. Uh -huh, sure. <laughs> When you first started talking, I'm listening to you. I'm going, wait a minute, that's me. Yeah. That's why everyone says. Yeah. When you first said that, you was like, oh, yeah, people pleaser. And yeah, yeah. you always got to make sure everybody's good. And then I'm like, are you Maybe the best host in the house. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, oh and, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're, when you're not doing what you need for you, you know, if you're giving, I always tell people to give your best yes. When you're saying yes, when your body is telling you no, I don't really want to do this, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, if you're doing that all the time, you're not honoring yourself. So that's when you yeah. fall into those codependent characteristics. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't understand it's truly a characteristic. So let me go ahead and did, did you have a question? I know you were. No, go ahead. Let's go ahead. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> did you like, girl, just go on. Go so what happened... you tell, you tell people about myself. Okay, go ahead. So <laughs> what happened was, um, you know, it was, I was trying to figure out what was going on, like in my marriage and, you know, I just wasn't happy. We were to the point when you're codependent, you don't, you also don't like confrontation. So anytime things, <laughs> it's okay, Carla. It's okay, girl. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so basically yeah. what you do is you keep sweeping oh, things under the rug, right? It's like, oh, this happened, but I'm not even going to worry about it. It's not even worth it, but it is. You're not honoring yourself. You're not honoring how you feel, right? Mm -hmm. So that continued to happen. So I was like, you know what? Because the first time we went to therapy, the therapist told, told us, well, you guys don't have a husband-wife relationship. You have a mother-son relationship. I was like, boom, tried to tell you. You're out here acting like a kid. And da, 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 da. I wasn't, it was all about him. I wasn't thinking about me. Well, what are you doing? Well, this woman thinks that you are mothering this man and not being a wife to this man. Mm. All I was doing was looking at him. I told you, I told, no, but you got to look here. What are, you, what are you doing? Right? So 
So then the next time, so let's say 10 years later, the next time I go to therapy, I'm like, I'm going for myself. I need to go for me. And that's when we sat down and we started talking about the different things. And she said, have you ever heard of codependency? I was like, no. Mm -hmm. She said, go do the research, get some books. I promise you it'll change your life. And it did. I went to Barnes and Noble, grabbed a couple books. Uh, there's some books called Codependent No More. You know, it's a lot of different things out there. And it talks about every, it's the people pleasing, the no boundaries, the no confrontation, you know, always make, making sure that people get along, you knowing that you can do like being the fixer. You're like, I know how to do that. You need to do it my way because my way works. You'll manipulate to make things work the way you want it to work. So, you know, a lot of people, you think about codependency and you go, well, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. I just, I didn't hear, I didn't know you were codependent. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's, it's not a, it's not a weak thing. You know what I mean? I don't mm -hmm. want anybody to feel like you're weak. You just have certain characteristics that you need to tweak. You need to find people that can stand on their own and code in, in healthy relationships. People stand like this. And then when you need them, they're there, but then they stand back up. And when this part, when you need, them, so it goes, it's reciprocity. Baby, codependency is like this all day long. A person is always like this. And it's yep. like, I got you. I got you. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. I got you. Mm -hmm. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Healthy relationships, both people stand on their own until it's a need. Then I'm there for you. But then you're going to stand back up. And it goes both ways. So mm -hmm. once I figured it out, there's a, there's, an, you know, again, having a mother and a father that are now recovering alcoholics. Baby, I've been to all the anonymous <laughs> I've, I've been to Alcoholics Anonymous, Alteen, you know, all these different. So what there is, there is a codependence anonymous. It's yeah. called CODA. I was like, oh, okay. So I went to the meetings. And again, it's the people that are like, oh, this is my tribe. We do understand one another. There is something going on. There is something that I need to fix within myself. I need to learn what boundaries are. I need to know that it's okay to detach from people. And detach doesn't mean I'm mad at you. I can't stand you. It means you're not good for me right now. I need to either lessen my experience with you or I need mm. to step away for a while. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. So as far as the confrontation, you know, is certain things you, you, you have a right to be honored on how you feel. So you need to listen to your body and honor that and say, that doesn't feel good to me when you speak to me in that manner. Or mm -hmm. when someone says, oh, I need you to do such and such because you've been so, you're so used to fixing and doing, because if you've been doing for 15 years, all of a sudden when you say, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Or no, I, I'm going to say no to that. The people that you have that have been truly dishonoring you or allowing you to dishonor yourself, they're going to get upset. Yeah, I call mm -hmm. it the bear. You've been feeding yeah. this bear all this time, right? Mm -hmm. And then you want to go ahead and put it on a diet. It's like, wait a minute, wait I'm, a minute. Hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> so that bear is going to growl a little bit. So you have to expect that. Yeah. And I've I've been I've had those situations where I'm like, you know what? This is not good for me. I've been feeding this. So I yes. know that the response is not going to be great. So I have to expect that. So I don't shut down because even though I'm working on this recovery in these situations, certain triggers still happen. If people look at me a certain way, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I don't want to make them mad. No, no, no. It's not about them. 
you know, it's, and I'm not asking anybody to be in an abusive situation, like mm -hmm. know your situation and know how to fix it and get out of it. The different things happen. I'm only talking about mine. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's times where I have to honor what's going on with me and say, this isn't as my granddaddy used to say, my dog ain't in this fight. So I don't have to fix it. So right. you have to realize if this is good for you, does it feel good for you? Is this a yes or a no? If it's your best yes, it's a yes. If it's not, it's a no. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I'll, I'll, let's breathe that in for me. Woo. Yeah, because that's a lot. That's a lot. Woo. I found, I heard so much of me in all of that. The little pieces yeah. of everything that you said. Lord have mercy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. resonate with you, Carla? <laughs> Just being a people pleaser, that's number one. I'm not good with confrontation because I didn't see it in my household, okay? My parents, if they did disagree, I've never seen my parents argue, ever. I maybe, maybe once. And if so, it was very mild. And if they did it, they did it away from me. So I would, so that's not a good thing because then you don't know how to, when something, a conflict comes up, you know, you, you know I tend to shut down and then I'll just not speak for a few days. And that's not good either. Right. But I don't. But I don't know how, like you said, to stand in my body and say, "Look, I don't like this," without worrying about what the person is going to say or feel or whatever. I'm not honoring myself, and yeah, so that definitely resonated with me. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That that people pleasing. I didn't mm -hmm. know it relate with codependency. I didn't realize Those that it went together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you're not, it's when you're not honoring yourself. Right. You know. It's, it's nothing wrong with, you know, I'm not telling people don't go around pleasing people. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. But if you don't feel good about it, mm -hmm. you know, then that's not, it's not okay. It's so right. many times where people will, and it's something as simple as a car ride. You know, if a person is saying, oh, I need a ride. I need a ride. I need a ride. And you're, re, you're, you're, you're moving your schedule around for this person. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's all right. It's okay. I change that appointment. I do this. If that's constant, you're not honoring. So if if you're sitting there going, I cannot believe all oh, this is happening again. I don't even want to take them, but I'm gonna do it this time. Well, should you though? Right. But know? see, that's the thing too, because with my people pleasing, and I noticed that I always say that I'm always loyal. Like I'm that loyal friend mm -hmm. that will do anything, and I'll be there for you. And because I feel that a lot of times you feel that they they're gonna reciprocate that, right? You feel that they're gonna do it for you. Mm -hmm. And when they don't, it's because it's not in their little time frame, right? Yeah. But they're actually practicing what you should be practicing. I was going to say they're honoring themselves. They're honoring they're, themselves. Yeah. yeah. But but when you feel that when you sign up to be someone's friend or somebody's partner or whatever, you say, well, I'm going to be loyal. I'm going to be down. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to love you really unconditionally, right? Because mm -hmm. I have this thing I call conditional love and unconditional love. I feel conditional love is like a store. They open from eight to five. And in mm. eight to five, they give you 120% at between eight to five. The unconditional hours is after hours. It's be after before eight and after five. Those right. are the ones you really know someone got you back, right? Because right. It's in their store hours. Mm -hmm. But what's after they when they put that sign and flip it close, if you call them at six o'clock and say, Look, I have a flat tire, I got, you know, whatever, they're like, Oh man, um, uh, I ain't gonna be, uh, no, I wish I could come, but I had, you know, and they give you every excuse in the world mm -hmm. because, see, it, it's not in their hours. Yeah, and right. I think a lot of us get fooled with friends and, and relationships because they go, well, dang, they down. They always down for me, but 
Think about when they down for you. Right. And it's when it's convenient for them is mm-hmm. when they down for you. But when it's not in their hours, they store hours, that's when they go ahead and give you every excuse in the book. So you got to be careful. It's really tricky because you'll look at them being that person, but they only that person when it's convenient for them. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Education is a number one thing for me too. I have always given a hundred thousand percent in friendships and relationships and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and not getting the same amount back. And I ended up trained as well. So, yeah. And, and that, yes, that's mm-hmm. what ends up happening. You mm-hmm. are absolutely drained. You don't feel honored. You're angry and you're angry with them for something that you're doing. Do it for yourself. Right. <laughs> You did it. I always call mine is I always create the monster. You call yours a bear. I call mine a monster. When Mm. you create monsters, you can't get mad at them that they get mad Mm. at you when you decide you want to change. When you decide to do your work, right? You you like, well, I ain't doing that, and they looking at you like you're crazy. Mm. Then I can understand that when you do your work, it takes. That's what you said. You they gonna have to get used to that, right? Yeah. If you create that monster or you feed that bear, Mm. same concept. So you got to understand that because you did your work. These people are not going to just jump on board with you because it's just like a, a kid. Every day you, you give them a lollipop every single day, right? So the first yep. day you give it to them, they shock. Oh, lollipop. Thank you. I appreciate that. And then weeks later, you still give it to them. And then after a while, they go on. One day you decide, I'm not going to give you the lollipop. Wait a minute. The lollipop. Why am I giving my lollipop today? You're like, wait a minute. Dude, remember, I gave it to you first for free. Just like I was being Thank nice you. to you. But right. you got a to get in it. And when you told them you're not going to get it, they thought they demanded then. Right. It went from a gift to a demand because absolutely. they got complacent and got used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and most times we are afraid to have that confrontation or to stand up for ourselves because we, we worry about a, being abandoned. That person's not going to be with me. That person will leave See, me you said, if I stand on myself. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We don't like confrontation because we are worried about being abandoned. Absolutely. Like, we worry for these the people who treat us wrong. We wait, we are worried about them leaving us. That's what you're trying mm-hmm. to say. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's why you deal with it. You, you know deal what? with it because right. you're like, oh, you off my show. <laughs> yeah. Don't kick me off. I, 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 I take the invite back. I just <laughs> don't do it. I you just like told me all about myself today. God don't mind. I like <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but but I mean that's really that's really what it is. We we're so afraid that oh my gosh, if I stand up for this, then they're gonna leave me. But if people love you again unconditionally, mm-hmm. they are not going to leave you for you honoring yourself. for you having boundaries that you've communicated. And that's one thing that I try to tell people that I talk to about codependency. When you decide that you're going to work on this and you're going to start to look at your boundaries and where you want to start having them, like you can't wake up tomorrow and be like, no, no, no. (laughs) Like you got to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. They don't know where that's coming from. They'll be like, wait a minute, hold on. How we get here? But you have to have... You have to have the conversation on why, you know, this is how I'm feeling. This mm-hmm. is what I'm going to start doing. And again, mm-hmm. everyone's not going to be feeling like, oh, that's so wonderful that you're going to stand up for yourself. Then they're, they're not going to feel that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you don't move forward in it. Right. You know, do your work. You know, some people, again, 
there's there's so many different types of people that you're dealing with when you have this happen. So yeah. know your audience, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have a plan, write it down, write down all of your feelings. What makes you feel certain ways? What gives you triggers? You know, mm -hmm. because there's there's been times where I give a yes and I go home and cry about it. And I was like, what, what happened there? Like that is just, that's, I'm not gonna say it's insane, but it's insane. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm the one that says yes, so why am I so upset about it? Communication mm -hmm. is the key. I remember being so mad. Have you guys ever been in a car with someone, you're on the passenger side and they pissed you off and yeah. you just look out the window? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, I won't say nothing and be like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Let's like, get me home, let's get me to the house. Yep, yep. That's not communication. Right. You that's have to talk about it. I will shut down in a heartbeat. <laughs> Girl, she ain't lying. <laughs> hey, I saw they built this house over there. <laughs> but you're right. But you're absolutely, you're really, uh, you're really stepping on toes today because the things that I characterize to be something else, like, I mean, it's okay. I'm going to say something else. We're talking about the symptoms. But the name codependency, I never attached that to it. Before. No. That's it's, the funny part. And it's because people have a certain thought in their head about what codependency looks like. And it's really just, it's certain characteristics. You, just because you're codependent, some people may be codependent to one individual, one person. Mm. Others, you look for people who need you because that's where you find your love, right? Mm. So it may, I, I'm not... That's why I think this resonates with so many different people because there is a person that you lay your boundaries down and you're like, you know what? I'm not even going to deal with it. Just do whatever, you know, right. but that it doesn't mean it's okay just because it's one person. You just, you always have to honor yourself and you have to look at, okay, if I do it with that person, do we have a healthy relationship? You know, I have to, and mine is like with my sons, I, baby, my son, I love my babies and they get away with a lot, but sometimes I have to go, oh, wait, 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 mm -mm. you're running all over my boundaries, get off, get to take your tap dance shoes off mm -hmm. because right. mama's standing in this today, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it might just be one person. It may be your, just your family. You may be able to have boundaries with others, but not your family. But anytime you're not honoring yourself, you have mm -hmm. to look at that. Mm -hmm. Wow. So let's talk about um, relationships. Let's talk about relationships. Okay. I'm going to give you a word. I'm going to throw a word at you, okay? Okay. You ready? Catching it. I'm ready to catch you. All right. Narcissist. <laughs> Who? Being what? a narcissist. A narcissist. Narcissist. Oh, shoot. Those are the ones that attract that. <laughs> now, now, because I understand what codependency is, and I understand the traits of codependency. Baby. Wouldn't that be a perfect person that would be a, pet, a predator on a person yes. who's codependent? A narcissist. I'm learning. Definitely. Okay. Most it, definitely. Well, you know, narcissists, they make you feel good. And we're all about feeling good. The other oh, end. my goodness. And then they, they pull you in, right? They pull you in. You're feeling so good about things. And then they switch. Mm. It's, it's the other N-word. That's what that is. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. And then right. what happens is you're already there. So then yeah. you're going to do everything you can to please this person. So you're all, you're going to continue to dishonor and yeah. feel bad, dishonor and feel bad. And when you finally at that point where you're like, you know what, I'm going to speak up for myself. You maybe, but let's say you do. 
then they'll oh well baby i i didn't you know i didn't mean to gaslight you know, gaslighting yeah mm-hmm. bring you flowers what's your favorite oh okay i got you some tulips you know i'll take you out yeah they pull you back in and then you start all over again and the cycle starts all over again. Yes, it does. Right? And because you're that people pleaser, you don't recognize when it changes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. And it's true because when you, when, when it's like, like I said, it's a drug. I, we had a show about that before and we were talking about, it's like a drug, right? It is. It's like being on crack or cocaine or whatever, mm-hmm. because you are searching for that high again. Yep. Because they make you feel so good. And when you feel bad, you feel really bad. Yep. But you're chasing right. to get back up to that good again, because you just right. like, I got to get that good again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then y'all, that's where that comes in when I got to please them. Does, and then you go back and you go, okay, here come the good again. It's like a roller coaster and you're looking for that good. And it kind of right. like, kind of like self punishing yourself because you know the bad's going to come again. You know mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. you're okay with it because you're not, you're not okay with yourself. And, you know and you're, you're constantly you know trying to go. climb to that pleasing part. Yeah. So right. when it's bad, you're like, I'm going to do everything that I can mm-hmm. to make him happy. And it's never enough. It's never no. enough. It's always something. It's always something. That's where that yeah. saying you know, t-shirts, you are enough. Because yeah, they will have you thinking that you're, you know, you're not doing, you know, you they're fine for a little while. It's never sad. Mm-hmm. They're insatiable. You know, right. they're never yep. satisfied. Mm-hmm. So let's go over um once again the traits so people can understand. And um, we do have some comments, and we'll get to those in a second. Okay. But let's talk about the traits again. So I think, especially, I mean, just think about just me and Carla on this show going like, uh-oh. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> so let's go over that because there's other people out here that probably never thought that they were codependent. So yeah. go over like, the actual traits of codependency. So if you like to rescue people, um, when I realized I was codependent, I did a, <laughs> you know, I kind of looked at my life. I looked at my friends, of course, you know, relationships. And I was like, wow, I literally attract people who need something. And I am so ready to give it to them. I'm ready to satisfy their needs because that is where I found love. Mm. And that's not always the case. You don't have to rescue people in order to receive love. People who love you, love you unconditionally for who you are, not for what you do, not for what they're receiving. So that's one. Uh, If you try to manipulate and control situations because you want things to turn out like, you know, the answer, I, I can, I can fix this. So if you just do it this way, if you go down this street, make a left, make a right. And you, the, people have their own ways to navigate. It's their lives. People have to deal with their own consequences. Yeah. So you can't manipulate people into doing things exactly the way you, that you want it to be done because you think that your way is the fix-it way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, codependents are extremely loyal. That's what we do. Yes. If you make excuses for other people's bad behavior... Yeah. That is, there's no excuses for bad behavior. It's bad behavior. 
Right. <laughs> Let's not make excuses for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing, of course, like I said, you don't like confrontation. And a big one, you don't like to receive recognition. You don't want anybody to say, girl, you're so good. Oh, you're so pretty today. Oh, my goodness. I just love it when you do this. I just want to praise you. I just want to give you something. Oh, girl, don't give me nothing. I just wanted to do it. Yeah. No, it's okay. You can, you can take to, that recognition. I had to learn to accept people's compliments and things. And not, that's not rebutted and we'll come back and say, well, I did this, this, and that. That's why it's like that. No. You got on a cute outfit. Girl, this is old. Yeah, this is old. Is this old thing? No. I had this tweet. I just threw it on. You know, no. You learn how to receive. Right, exactly. Yes. And when somebody give me a compliment now, I said, I receive it. That's what I said. Right. I receive it. Exactly. Yeah, or I'll just say thank you. Thank you very much, girl. I feel good. Something like that, you know, just because I, I still have that urge to be like, nah. But then I'll, yeah. But you know what we do too? Mm-hmm. When somebody give us a compliment, we go, like they say, oh, I love your hair. Like, I love your hair too. No, you don't. <laughs> You wasn't going to tell them that if they didn't tell you that. You don't have to give back a compliment with a compliment. A lot that's of times we think that we got to give a one back to someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, just saying thank you. Just say I receive it. Just yeah. say you received it and just say thank Absolutely. you. I received that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But don't tell somebody something that is not true because you wasn't going to tell them that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Would you want to tell them that hair look good? Would you want to say that? No. No, no, no. That's a problem problem of what we think we need to do. We don't deserve a compliment. We have to give another compliment back because we got to give back to you. It's like somebody give you money and you take you give it back to them. They gave it to you. Why are you not taking it? I give it back to you. Why? I gave you money. We we feel we don't deserve the compliment. So we got to give one back. That is it. That's what it is. That is it. You feel like you don't deserve it. You Mm -hmm. know, and, and again, it's about honoring yourself. If you like, okay. And Carla, you say you don't like confrontation. So when it's, if, if you feel like something is going to happen and there's going to be some type of disagreement, do you feel it in your body? Yes. Do you tense up? Mm-hmm. I try to explain to people, especially codependents, listen to your body. I used to tingle in certain places if there was going to be a confrontation or if there was something that I needed to say, my, I would feel it in my throat. I would feel a I would, it would like something was stuck in my throat. Well, really it was my words, you know? So really listen to your body. Mm -hmm. That's when you need to communicate with your mouth the most, the the most. You got to know when to be quiet. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of times when you need to communicate certain things, but you have to know how to communicate it as well. That's the other thing. I don't know how to, I'll just sometimes it'll just be, it'll just come out and it'll come out any kind of way and then people get offended and then it's like a whole nother ball game. So because you're not, you you haven't, you haven't, you haven't worked on that muscle, you know, that's a muscle to be able to communicate the right way. Yeah. Or I used to, I used to do this thing where I was like, okay, I'm gonna have this conversation and I write down all these different things. And then when it comes time to have a conversation, I, I don't remember anything. I was like, I don't I, I remember what we was going to talk about, mm. but, but really, <laughs> like, so it's still unresolved. Right. Right. Completely right. unresolved. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Like you said it's a muscle you have to practice. It's it definitely a definitely muscle. Definitely a muscle. Holly, mm-hmm. we got a couple of uh, comments. We'll go ahead and um, answer. Yeah, them. absolutely. Donna Ferguson 
is joining us. Hello. She says, hello, ladies. Hey, hello. Donna. Hi, Donna. That's my friend from, um, from beyond. She's on um, Australia. Oh, mm. hello. And we have Melvina Beasley. I love your point about conditional love and people who have, have store hours. I have been there before and it caused hurt and anger because I expected me out of them. Yes. Right. Yes. You that's what we do. We expect. That's what it is, right? We expect others to be like us. Yep. Yep. That's one of the problems I had. I expected people to react and do like I do to them. If yep. I'm loyal to you, I'm guaranteeing you're supposed to be loyal to me. Yes. How can you not be? I'm right. giving you loyalty and I'm there for you. So how can you not be there for me? How can you sleep at night and not be there for me? Exactly. But we don't require it. We don't require it back. That's mm -hmm. the problem. Yeah. And I'm just now coming to that. Um, she also continues, Melvina, uh, especially when you think you have that sisterly love and they show you they don't care as much as you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Melvina, girl, this is my sis right here. Let me tell you. Uh, that, that hurts. That hurts when you come to the realization that your friendship is not as good as you thought it was or you gave so much to a person and they didn't appreciate it. It really hurts. It does. Because you don't understand how someone can take advantage of you like that. But it's yeah. not that. It's you not loving yourself Thank you. enough for not for it to not happen to you. That's mm -hmm. the problem. That's mm -hmm. where that's where we kind of take it and we try to reflect it on the other person because we kind of mad at ourselves for letting that allow that to happen and, and getting God or being played. Mm -hmm. We have to kind of take that responsibility, go, you know what? I didn't love myself enough to not let that happen to me. Yes. Am I right, Miss Shaw? You are that you are. <laughs> it's hard, it hard realization though, because that's when you got to start cutting ties with people. That's when you have to yeah. start detaching. Mm. And there are times where, you know, a person. Okay, so my biggest detachment, my my detachment story is what I call it. Um, my aunt. So I have a hard time dealing with people who have who are who are addicted to alcohol because of my mom. Mm -hmm. So when my mother when I was, when I was older and grown children married, um, I wouldn't call my mother after seven o'clock because to hear her drunk voice would set me off. Yeah. And I would become very disrespectful and that's not my nature, but that was a trigger for me, you know, and she wasn't gonna remember it in the morning anyway, but it didn't make it right. I'm not saying it made it right, but that would be my trigger. So I would be disrespectful. So because that's not what I wanted to do, I just wouldn't talk to her after a certain time. Mm -hmm. So when, um, so she's sober at this point. And so I have another family member who is drinking and we have the conversation because in, uh, we have a lot, you know, alcoholics in, in, a, in a family, you can, if you're looking under rocks, you're going to find them. Right. Mm -hmm. So this person she knew, you know, that she was an alcoholic. So she knew, she also knew how I felt about it because we had conversations about my mom. So she said, um, well, yeah, I get it. And I don't, I don't want to stop drinking. And I have, she had, she had every right to say that she has every right to continue to drink. And right. I said, okay, this is where the conversations come in. Right. I said, okay, great. So what are we going to do from here on out? So it was okay. So understand that if this is what you want to continue to do, I have to detach from you for, you know, a bit. Right. So that means we won't talk as much. We can make certain times to, to be together. 
during those times, I'm going to require that you don't drink. And if you can't do that, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. That is how we navigated through our relationship. Yeah. You can't drink when you're with me. And it's like, but I'm going to continue to drink and I'm okay with you not being around. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You have to be able to be okay with whatever the person says mm-hmm. and whatever, because everybody has their own life. They make their own decisions, but you have to honor you just like she wanted to honor her in her honoring herself. She wanted to drink. Yeah. So you have to be okay with that. So have the conversations, even when they're hard. Mm. And even when you don't agree with it, I don't agree with that. But again, that's me trying to fix her. I can't fix you. You're doing what you want. It's like somebody trying to take chocolate away from me. I'm eating my chocolate. Leave me alone. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not good for you. But I want it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. You have a good point with that. I mean, even with relationships, with some people you can't even do that. You're gonna have to just cut. Put it all the way on. Baby, there are z- several different levels. If a person is toxic and it's not good for you, let it go. It will be hard. You will have tears. But in the end, when you start honoring yourself, you start having your affirmations, knowing that you're worthy, knowing that you, you know, you deserve better. Mm -hmm. Baby, you're like, who? Who? So basically doing your work. See, so it's going to be hard at first because if you're going to do this while you're still who you are in this codependency thing, it's going to be hard because you're going to cut the people off that you need it to feel needed by. Mm-hmm. So then that means yeah. you're sitting there yeah. with nothing to do with no one that you needs you. And you don't know how it feels to be with someone who doesn't need you. And that's supposed to be the normal. That's normal. Right. Like right. you said, and the balancing thing, would you use your mm-hmm. hands? That's, yeah. That's but the thing most- is you have to know your worth. So the first work that has to be done is mm-hmm. you finding out who you are. knowing who you are on the inside. I had to go all the way back to my childhood. When (laughs) this is, I was, when I was writing the book, uh, God turned mommy's wine into water. When I was writing it, I had this story. We lived in a high rise and I slept. It was a one bedroom. So I used to sleep on the sofa (laughs) in the, in the front you know, mm-hmm. and at the time I said something, I was, I was typing and I didn't realize how I felt about it. I mm-hmm. said, I slept in, I slept on the sleeper sofa in the living room, like a guard dog. Mm. <laughs> so when I said that after I typed it, I was like, Whoa, where did that come from? I'm right. uncovering. I'm doing the work. I felt uncovered. Every child should feel protected. I didn't know it, but in those times I didn't feel protected, but I also didn't have the words to say I didn't feel protected. I'm sure my parents didn't run around thinking, oh, I'll just put her out front. She'd be, you know, she, Robert comes in, they can see her first. That wasn't the intention, intention. (laughs) but I didn't have the words to know that I didn't feel protected, right? Mm. So that was some of the work that I needed to do. So Mm -hmm. you've got to do the work for yourself. So you know your value. Yeah. You know that Mm -hmm. I am worthy. I am enough. I will stand for myself. Like you have to do your work 
before you can take care of anybody else. So don't mm-hmm. think, oh yeah, I'm codependent. Now I'm going to tell you about yourself and you about yourself. Remember, that's <laughs> what I talked about in that right. session. You know, it was like, oh, I told you you were the problem. No, you got to. That's why it's called. That's why I, I made this call codependent me. Mm-hmm. It's because healing codependency starts with me. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where you got to You have to start with yourself. You have mm-hmm. to go back to your childhood, figure out where you felt. And I call it reparenting. Sometimes you have to reparent yourself yeah. because the first time everybody doesn't get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, your parents yeah. did the best that they could, mm-hmm. but they don't always get it right. So you, if you know where you were needing, go back. I, mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, write a letter to you as a child mm-hmm. and let say it's going to be okay i know you feel like this i know you feel abandoned i know you feel ugly i know you you feel like your thighs are too thick but baby let me tell you you're going to be okay mm-hmm. and the reason i the, the reason you know you're going to be okay is because you are me and if i'm mm-hmm. writing you this letter i'm growing i'm better and it's wow. going to be all right mm-hmm. wow that, and that would kind of help you see and that's the thing because when most of us are living our, ch- our childhood traumas in adulthood. Most of us, the, our characteristics and things that we do is because mm-hmm. of things that happened in our childhood. Absolutely. And right. a lot of us don't like to talk about it or we suppressed it and thought we got rid of it, but it comes out in these ways. Mm-hmm. Codependency, low self-esteem, yes. validation issues, people-pleasing, um, all these things that we do are stemmed from childhood traumas or things that happened when we were young and we never got resolved because a lot of us did never go talk to anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we figured we just keep it in and keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't anything yeah. like you shake a soda bottle up. It's going right. to come out somehow. There's no right. way to take a soda and not come out. So mm-hmm. it's going to come out in different facets. It's not going to go in out the same way it went in. Right. And that's, yeah. yeah, and it doesn't. And it will continue away. to happen. Also, yep. Even through your happen. healing, mm-hmm. that's why I don't tell. I, I tell people all the time: don't. You're never going to be healed. Something will always come up that will either be a trigger or something that's a remembrance mm-hmm. that you have to that's deal with. That's new. That is a good point. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I trigger sometimes. Completely heal. That's a good point, Tamala. That is so true. And people look like, oh, I'm healed. I'm healed. Mm-hmm. No, with certain things you're that healing. happen. Yeah, you're healing. Exactly. You're healing, but guess what? The best part about it is, you are actually <laughs> able to recognize what it what it is. So even with me, I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot of of healing. I've been through a lot of counseling and all that, right? But there's certain mm-hmm. things that still would trigger me. But I know I go, oh, oh I, I, I see it. I see it. Okay, so let me just let me digress. Let me figure this out. Let me just think about this. Why am I doing this? Like I have the tools yes. to yeah. work it out now. So mm-hmm. it's not gonna always go away, but you have no. the tools to right. talk it out and go, okay, let me stop it. I see it starting to happen. Right. And, that's and, the key. and if you identify with it again. Yeah. If you sit back and write down how you feel on the inside of your body when certain things happen, you'll start to recognize it. Mm. I promise. Yeah. It's it's amazing right. when you start to really be in tune with how different everything is a is is senses, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If somebody mm-hmm. says something to you and your neck pop, like you you feel that heat. <laughs> oh, that made me mad. <laughs> you know, 
So you just you you just have to you you will know and certain things will trigger you. And it gets to the point where you can say, Oh, I'm feeling triggered right now. But that takes time. That takes work. Well, that's the work. That's the work. Because three years ago I wasn't even recognized it. Now I go, Oh, I see it happening. Let me just slow it up. Let me figure out why it's happening so I can kind of control it. Because Yeah, me yeah, me is my solar it's my solar plexus. I feel it right underneath here. It's like a drop. I can't even describe it, but it's like, ooh, you know what I mean? And I know <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. I do. I do. So, that's where mine is. And I, yeah, and it's just like, I've always felt it, just didn't know what it, you know, but it's the triggers, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. So. And I tell people all the time, you know, how you were saying you have to talk about it. In mm-hmm. order to heal a thing, you have to talk about a thing. You have to talk about it to heal it. Now, I'm not saying tell the world. I'm not telling telling you to say, you know, say anything to people that you don't trust or who's mm. going to run with your trauma and make it worse for you. But find that safe space. Find that place that you feel as though, you know, then you, it's a no judgment zone. Mm-hmm. Because I promise you, when you find that tribe, that's when you can come together. I started codependent meetings here in Nashville Um, When I first started going to meetings because the meetings here weren't really satisfying me. I'm Mm -hmm. a big feel. I'm a big person that if you uh, see a need, feel a need. So Mm -hmm. there weren't a lot of African-American meetings here in Nashville. So I started holding them at uh, a library here. And it was beautiful because you would find that the people that were there, we were going through the same things all week. It was like, oh, this person did this and my family said that. And because everybody doesn't understand codependency, everybody doesn't understand addiction, all of that. So sometimes you need that tribe to talk to in order so you so you won't feel like you're crazy or, you know, or that you're odd or something is wrong with you. No, mm-hmm. nothing is wrong with you. You have certain characteristics that you need to tweak in order to honor yourself and have healthy relationships and that's what it is and that's and, and that's a big thing that's a big thing wow Woo! this has been one of these shows i tell you yes <laughs> <laughs> it's been one of these shows so thank yeah. you so much i appreciate it but let's I, I, I remember i told you at the beginning of the show i wanted to bring something up but before i do that is anybody out there want to comment and talk about anything that they never thought that they had those kind of codependencies this would be your first step in acknowledging them so mm-hmm. if you want to comment and talk about it with our expert here with codependency tell us sure please do don't be don't be scared it's we all have something none of us are perfect we all have something you know on on the mm-hmm. show let's talk we talk about it all the time me and Carl always are very transparent we put our stuff out there because we want others to know it's okay to talk about it. And right. as you know, Pamela's putting her stuff out there. So they're I, putting it all out there. I know. <laughs> I didn't know that code I was actually codependent. I have the characteristics of a codependent on the things yeah. that I, I just learned that today. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. another thing added to my list. But um <laughs> But it, it's okay because that's okay. We are humans and we learn and the best part is learning it. So now you could go ahead and go into it and realize and yeah. fix it. You know, how can you be better if you don't know? Right. 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 That's what you have to you If you, you can't heal a thing, if you don't know it's there. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's yeah. okay. Because it a lot is. of us, a lot of us were, were, we grew up being that person for someone. 
Mm-hmm. You could have been a parent or a sibling or someone that you was protecting all the time. You were covering up for all the time. That's right. That's what made you decide to, you know, take on the characteristics. And then when you went out to the real world and started dating and started having friends, you started looking for those type of people. Right. That's just human nature. Yeah. You know, your body a certain way. It humanly just goes out and look for that kind of person because that's right. what you yourself to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I realized that my grandmother was actually codependent, but it was because my grandfather was an alcoholic. So she took care of everything. I watched her mm-hmm. and I was like, she is such a superwoman. Oh my goodness. But never did I see the, the times that she wasn't honoring herself because right. she didn't show it. She didn't, you know, she only showed that she always had the smile, you know? Mm-hmm. Most codependents, you you don't know. They're not, they're not crying in public. They're crying when they go home and, and go into their room, yeah. you know? So and they get tired. I know they, I know they are drained out of this yeah. world. Yeah. When you have the help of an alcoholic, that's draining. Yeah, yeah it is. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Taking care of your children and ensuring that they have everything that they need. And you're, you know, most people, they take on other people's situations. I remember my grandmother taking care. She was a nurse. She'd go across the street, taking care of the people across the street. And, you know, but never once have I ever seen her, you know, do anything for herself. Mm. Honestly, anything for herself. Mm. When I finally just sat down and really thought about it, I was Mm. like, man, you know, this woman would, she would make breakfast for the family, then make it in, in literally, she would do it in phases because different people was doing different things at different times. You know, she's making sure that you have breakfast because you leave at this time. You have breakfast, but you leave at this time and then you come home from school. So I'm gonna make sure that you have something when you come home. It got to the point, it was, she would have popcorn, hot popcorn on the stove waiting for me. When I came home from school, because that was my favorite snack, that woman was wonderful. Mm. But I just wish she would have honored some of the things that she wanted to do for herself. Not saying that that wasn't one that pleased her. You know what I mean? But, you know, there are times that, you know, you can't be you can't be everything to everyone, especially when you're not being number one to you. That's it right there. You can't be everything to everyone. So um, let's before we close out. Mm-hmm. We're we going to try to do this briefly, but I wanted to just mention something. I was on, on Tamla's show, and she told me about a situation that she dealt with, and we kind of broke it down in a certain way. So let's try to do it the really I'll short version of it. Yeah. Okay. So, so I went to get a massage, and when I got into the room, the girl told me, she said, you know, what type of massage do you want? And I said, oh, I'd like, I just want to, I just want to relax. So just a, a light massage. And so she, she said, okay, well, what level? And I said, just a light massage. She said, oh, okay, well, I'm going to, I do deep tissue. So I'm doing deep tissue and you're going to be sore tomorrow. And I was like, oh, okay. So I said, okay. And you know, she left the room. And so I, I undressed to get on the table and I was like, oh, you just said, okay. Like, how are you going to deal with that? You know, when she come in and give you this deep tissue massage that you did not ask for you. And I'm big on customer service. I'm paying for this massage. Do what I, you do what I ask. Right. So I get on the table and I'm like, Lord, okay. You, you had me say, okay. Because I thought about it. How am I going to handle this? I could call. I could say, no, boo, you're not going to do that. I could say, I need a different masseuse. I could say, get your manager because you are not honoring what I'm wanting you to do. But in my body, because I always check in, I was, God said, say, okay. 
So I said, okay, laid on the table and I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get beat up because I don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> so she told me I was going to be sore tomorrow. <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> right. So she comes. It's, it's a little while because she's taking longer than I thought. And so next thing I know, she knocks on the door. I'm like, come on in. And so she's standing there and I'm bracing myself because I'm like, okay. And she's like, ma'am, I can't do your massage. And I'm like, oh, 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 are you okay? And she's, I've had some things happen and I just can't, I just can't do it. I go, okay, okay, wait, 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 calm down, breathe. Let me know what I need to do. Is what, what what do you need to do for you right now? She says, well, I'm going to leave. I said, okay, what are my next steps? She's like, well, you have to get dressed and yada, yada, yada. I said, okay. And so I sit up and I go, whew. So number one, I realized that all of that, you're going to be sore tomorrow. It had nothing to do with me. Right? Mm-hmm. Nothing, absolutely nothing to do with me. So instead of me flying off the handle, like I was like, there had been a time <laughs> she'd got Tam instead of Tamala. But I listened to my body and I said, okay, what am I, what am I supposed to do? And I didn't have any, any triggers. There was no triggers. So I just said, okay. So that was me trusting the process. Yeah. And that's kind of what we talked about on my show. Sometimes you have to just trust the process of what is going on at that moment that that moment had nothing to do with me. It could have been real bad if I had made it about me, right? Mm -hmm. There could have been, uh, in my head, there were several different things that could have happened. (laughs) But knowing, (laughs) knowing that, number one, I didn't do anything wrong. Number two, I would have handled it if she had started to get, start to dishonor what I asked for, right? right? But for some reason, something within me said, Okay. And that's the story. But wow. see, but that is amazing because when we talked about it, trusting the process takes a lot. It does. It never says it's gonna be easy. No, it's no. Easy. Trusting the process is not easy. Mm-hmm. But if God feels you at that point that he could see, he tests her. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a test. Yeah. Because the normal person would popped off. The norm, yeah, wigs would have would have flown. <laughs> she like wigs would have flown. That is a perfect example of what we yeah. would mostly do is popped off. Because when somebody told you what they're gonna do to you, you like what you're not gonna do. Right. Is- Homegirl say you're gonna be sore tomorrow. She said she said, I'm gonna do this and you're gonna be sore tomorrow. Basically, she said, I'm gonna take all that anger that I had, that frustration that came out later. See, yeah. but what what happened was if she had did that. It would escalate it because she's looking for that. Yeah, that's she wanted. She wanted, she wanted me. that because yeah, that would be our reason to pop off. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is a life lesson for everyone that's listening to that. When people come at you to do stuff like this and get mad at you and try to get you to, to be angry with them, mm-hmm. when you go to their level with that, they want you to do that. It's like a person who wants to kill themselves and they come at you running with a, a cop because they know you're going to shoot them. You're going to kill them. Right. That's the same concept. They want you because they need to get that anger out. They don't know how to communicate. So the yeah. only way to know how to communicate is through yeah. anger. And they need you to be that board to be mm-hmm. angry. So your job is to go. Think about no. it. Think yeah. about it. Think yeah. about it first. Is this the best answer? Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying 
this might tell you they're gonna make you sore to just lay down and take it i'm not saying that at all but think about at that moment what are you trying to get from me at that moment she wanted me to say no you're not and have a confrontation like you said but mm -hmm. i wasn't I, I, that wasn't that wasn't in my spirit at the time right. Right. honestly i just i couldn't when, when she left the room i even said to myself i cannot believe you just said okay like you mm -hmm. said okay but I was really tuning into myself and God, that's what, that's what God said. Okay. Mm -hmm. With a smile. But, he, okay. but, you, but you was the vessel that he used because yeah. when she came back out, she had to convert to being transparent and honest because you didn't answer that. If you had right. answered that, then she would came out the way she wanted to come out. But right. you put her in a predicament when she went back in that room and reason why it took her that long, because she broke down because she mm -hmm. realized what she did was wrong because you didn't answer it. Because if you yeah. answered it, then she would this she would say, okay, well, I could justify my actions because you came right. off and popped. Right. But when you didn't pop, then she had to go inside of herself and mm -hmm. go, what was I, what did I just say? What did I just do? And now she got a chance to think about it because you didn't do nothing. See, the bait of Satan is offense. And if you're offended, then you will respond a certain way, right? So she probably thought that I was going to be offended. Oh, no, you're not going to tell me. How are you going to tell me what I'm going to have? But in, but I didn't. So she had to go think about it. Oh, well, wait a minute. She she was, what? wow. And right, she right. Back right, because right, she had to think because there was nothing else to think about because you didn't give her anything else. Yeah. Her ammo was gone. She shot all her shots. Her gun was empty. So she had no choice but to think now. And that yeah. was the point of this story. I wanted everybody to hear that because in life, it's going to be times that we're going to bite our tongue. And today in my sermon in my church, I went by the church first time since COVID. I was like, I was in church. Like, I was like, yes, I'm going to be back. But that was one of the things we talked about is the, the, the life in, you know, in the tongue. The tongue. Absolutely. The life yeah. in the tongue. That was the sermon today. Mm -hmm. And that, that's why I wanted to talk about that because that's exactly what just happened with you. Well, not just happened, but when it happened with you, mm -hmm is that tongue right you, you got quiet and god did the rest he worked it out because when she came back out he worked on her in that back room that's what took us so long to come out he yeah. worked on her and when he came out she, she said I, 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 yeah because she she broke down because she knew she was wrong yeah you didn't have to do nothing mm -mm. you didn't have to pop, pop off mm -mm. we have to be patient and let the process happen Trust mm -hmm. always want to do what is already been done by God. He took care of it, but no, we got to make sure you know how I feel. We got to make sure to tell you what you're not going to do. And you're <laughs> not going to do this to me. And just, Google, just, just relax. It's working. It's working. And it's hard. Right. You got to do your work. When you do your work, you're going to understand it better. But until then, you're going to keep doing that. And you're going to get your high blood pressure up and you're going to fall out with a stroke trying to holler and scream at people you're trying to prove your point yeah but it's yeah. already been ordained it's already been worked out divine order's already going to take care of it and guess what right. all of us are working on that because sometimes i got to catch myself yeah like, absolutely i, 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 I would have reacted the way tamala did i'm just to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> tamala is surprised she responded the way that tamala did <laughs> Because I, I, yeah, I would, I wouldn't have popped off, but she would have known. I mean, like, let me speak to someone else because you're not mm -hmm. doing my massage today. 
that's how I would have handled it. And then that would have been it. I would have just escalated it to the next to the manager and then that would have been it. I wouldn't have cussed her out or anything. But I'm right. like, no, you're not doing this today. Right. Like, Where's your manager? <laughs> Where's your manager? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. but see, that feeling she had, it, that's just a story but of how God worked through her at that moment. We all exactly. have moments like that. We all yeah. have moments that God's going to do something, that we're going to do something we've never done before. And exactly. that's one of the things and, she did. And to be totally honest, the reason that we talked about it is because it's a, it's a hard story for me to tell because mm. you feel like people are going to react to how you responded because most people would say oh no girl you should have blah 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 well right. no, at that moment i was really honoring what god told me to do yeah because like i said there was a time there could have been could have been the next day <laughs> could have been an hour later i've given you know, i could have given a different response mm-hmm. but at that moment god said say okay mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm with a smile, she looked at me like, "Oh, definitely a blessing in your life." Because I guarantee you, he gave you so many favors for you doing that. Because we are so worried about, and that's why she said, "I was, I, I didn't want to tell that story because it's like you scared because everybody else is gonna be like, girl, you crazy.'" Right. I'm like, I'm not a scary person. I promise. That's a judgment. You can't judge other people in their situations, especially when you're not there in the moment and what's what happening. they do. You know, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. you're right exactly but right. i don't care you know I'm I'm, I'm I'm all right with it now you know it's like that's how i was told to handle it you know what i mean that and that's again story. that's honoring i have to honor myself in that story right. because i did what i was supposed to do mm-hmm. that's right you did you supposed to be more like i'm proud of that story you need to right. tell that story more often to other people because yeah. it resonated with me and because you were the first person i told mm-hmm. oh what Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I received that. Oh, <laughs> I received that. Uh, but I was. I want to thank you so much, Tamla, for coming on our show this evening. You was a blessing to us. And like me and Colin learned something else to add to our list of things that we got to work on. Yeah, exactly. I've been working, but I still have a ways to go. Yeah, and I hope that um, our audience today, our Let's Talk family, learned something from this today. Even if it's not you, maybe somebody else in your family that now you can understand them better. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can understand them better on why they do what they do. And maybe you could just, you know, resonate with them and maybe talk to them and say, hey, I saw this show and I never thought about it before. But, you know, you always trying to do this for people and this and that. And, you know, and maybe you could just bring it to their attention. Maybe they don't know. So right. that's what we're about. We're about giving out information. You take what works for you, leave the rest and ponder. That's what we're about and let's talk. So mm-hmm. I would definitely, definitely want to say thank you. We will definitely have you back again. Because we could really dissect this into like other little segments and stuff. So we oh, I would love that. Definitely. So um, before we go, I have to do a couple of things here as we do all the time. And I'm sorry, y'all. Take my thing off here. There you go. All right. So for sponsorships for Let's Talk 1943, if you're interested in sponsoring your shows, your podcast your businesses your services on our show is only 15 dollars a show we will do what we do here we'll put your flyer up here your media flyer we'll talk about your show i mean talk about your product show or services and you'll get exposure on our facebook our twitter and our instagram page so if you're interested please contact us at let's talk um 1943 at gmail.com or go to our website www 
www.letstalk1943.com and fill out the contact information and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. That's the information right there. Um, I do have an announcement as well. Hold on one second. Conscious Sponge is my self-help journal. It's on Amazon, and we actually have a conferences that goes with the book. I have a course that goes with the book, and if you're interested in journaling and you never journaled before, my book is actually, you'll have like sections that will help you journal. It tells you what to write in each section, so it makes it easy for you to journal, and it helps you wring out all your insecurities, or this stuff that we're talking about, codependent it helps you bring out all this stuff so we could get you started in absorbing new ideas new processes and new belief systems so ring out your sponge is on amazon.com under my name regina r smithwick or this ring out your sponge journal it will pop right up for you um i i love this book it helped a lot of people a lot of people love it you'll see the comments on, on amazon so if you're interested and actually today if you're watching us and you have never received a book, I will give one copy free today. If you comment, ring out your sponge in the comment section or whatever platform you're using today, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, please, if you do it, the first person call a C, she'll let me know and I'll get your information and I will mail you out a ring out your sponge journal. So just let us know. Next up is... Hold on. Our sponsor for today is Cousin Chat Podcast with Donna Pazant. Cousin Chat Podcast is on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. She has it on actually on Anchor Podcast or so any podcast, Google, Anchor, Breaker, Apple podcast is a great show it comes on every friday she drops a new episode so as you see that's the episode i was on and she had it's a great show so cousin chat podcast if you um want to listen as you see episodes every friday at 7 a.m is dropped at cousinchat.com so that's our sponsor for this evening see how easy that is y'all so just i like it <laughs> So just put it up. There you go. You've got sponsored. Um, like our and as as our, our show, let's talk. Nineteen forty three is on podcast as well. Is on anchor as well, and we are on all six platforms of podcasting. So look us up on Anchor or Google or Apple or Breaker. We are all of those. <laughs> so if you can't watch us, you can listen to us on the podcast. So we are hoping you could do that as well. And it's right there. Yes. That's how you look us up. <laughs> um, our next show is on the 28th of, of August. Make sure I'm right. The 28th. Yep. 28th of August. It's called <sighs> Divorce Recovery. <laughs> Divorce recovery. So, huh? No, I just said child. Oh, I gotta tune in on that. Yeah, that's a big one. You are you divorced too, Tamala? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of us out here that are divorced, um, and we're gonna have an expert that's gonna actually help us get over, or, or people who have not got over it yet, or you know 
different things about divorce that we never thought about. So tune in on the 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we'll definitely have that for you. Um, and I think that is it. Got it all out, Paula. Got it. Got it. All right. <laughs> so let's do two final words around the horn. So Tamla, you have any final words for our uh, Let's Talk family this evening? I just want people to know that honoring yourself is wonderful and you matter. People have to understand that the way that they feel matters and there's nothing wrong with standing for it. All right. Thank you so much. Kali, you have anything you want to say? Thank you so much for joining us. This is a very good topic and you covered it tremendously well. Thank you so much. I would love to be here again. You know, oh, yeah, you be back, girl. Don't worry I'm about, about that. it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we have one last comment. I got it, Carla. Um, we have Melvina saying this was a great show, and it yes. was, it was a beautiful show. Yes, so, yes, it was. Thank you, Melvina, for letting mm-hmm. us know that it is a great show. And I, I mean, I, I tell you, we let's talk has been a blessing for me and Carla. This has been a great journey that we've been on. It will be two years in February. Can you believe that? Wow. I can't believe it. That's awesome. It'll be two years in February. And it's right, been- celebrate, right? Yeah, we had an anniversary show last time. So this time I had to figure out something else. But we're going to do something big because two years is big for podcasting and for just being on a live talk show on a continuous basis. It's I been, agree. you don't see that too often. So you just continue to do your grind and God is watching and God is going to do right. And he's going to know when it's time for whatever the, whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen on his time. And you got to trust the process. Mm-hmm. So, but I would like to say thank you so much for watching Let's Talk 1943. Tell me, let's hold on. Don't get off, don't click off yet. Um, I just want to say thank y'all so much for coming on. We love you. God bless. Until next time, let's talk. Mm-hmm.